Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Saturday, November 15th. It's unusual we record on a Saturday, but this is what the schedule called for. It was the best we could do. So I'm Liz Dolan. I'm here in Santa Monica. Our sister Sheila is going to be joining us momentarily. Not her fault. Connectivity issues on my end, but she's going to be with us. But Julie Dolan, you are here from Dallas, Texas already. Welcome to the show. Liz, I'm happy to be with you. I think we had a good crew this week, and I think we have lots of fun things to talk about. We do. Coming up, Sheila even posted on Facebook last night that she had a major star sighting in Pasadena. She refused to tell us on Facebook who it was. She refused to tell us earlier today who it is. So as soon as she joins us, I think we're going to hear who that was. It was quite a teaser on Facebook. Good for her. I I thought it was the best tease yet, Liz. (laughs) I mean, really, she was forward promoted the show really, really well. I can't wait to hear. Um, Now, but I understand that you have not one, not two, not three, but four trends you want to talk about today. Four big trends, Liz. Liz, I know you're at the heart of marketing there. You know a lot. But I've got four trends, and I just want to test it out on the two of you. Um, uh, And I'm uh, one trend I know our sister Sheila is the poster child for this new trend. Oh, do you believe that? Well, she is. You'll be wait till you hear. All right. Sheila also wants to look into the introverts movement. So we'll see if any of of us are getting on board with that. And we have some nagging domestic issues to review, but not, not issues about nagging, actually domestic issues that are nagging at us. Uh, So there you go. But Liz, I understand you're traveling this week, right? You're, in fact, you're coming through Dallas, Texas, right? Tomorrow I will be changing planes in your fair city. So uh, should anything go wrong, you will hear me at your front door, Joy. I, I don't want to. I don't want to like burst your bubble or get you in a down mood. But you might want to pack your snow boots if you're coming to Dallas because we're having snow, Liz. There's no. precipitation. Precipitation is happening right now. And uh, they expect some kind of snow uh, thing, not an event, but a thing tomorrow. So, uh, you know, that's just going to shut down DFW. Oh, that would be bad because I really wasn't planning on leaving the airport at all. That's the idea (laughs) is to just get off one plane and get on to the next one. But uh, thanks for the warning. I did, I did though, get ready for my long trip and uh, downloaded a couple of new books from Audible. You know how I love uh, Audible. And uh, we have a special deal now at Audible, which I'll remind you of in a second. But I start to think about, I have this super long trip this week. And, but you know, I've launched Operation Sea Turtle, my fitness program. Yes, Liz. Yes. I know you're trying to get ready for your big um, holiday trip. Yes. Where you're going to the uh, the Galapagos Islands, right? That's correct. So I thought, well, maybe Operation Sea Turtle should also include some reading in preparation for the trip to the Galapagos. That's so, big, big thinking, Liz. Yes, yes. So yesterday at Audible, I downloaded two books. One is just called The Galapagos. That seemed like a good way to start, right? Just kind of a, you know, a history of the Galapagos uh, and uh, just the the basics, a primer, right? The other one I went for is The Voyage of the Beagle. So that was Charles Darwin's original book about 
his journeys in that part of the world, and particularly the Galapagos. So published in 1839. And I know this is a riskier choice because it's also like 800 hours long. <laughs> but, but Liz, you know, many people quote Charles Darwin, but I don't know that many people who have actually read Charles Darwin. So yeah. I'm impressed, Liz. And if anyone, if any of the sisters were, uh, are going to do it, you're the one, Liz. Well, uh, here's what I read, Julie. It's just the blurb about the book. And the thing that jumped out to me, well, two things. Uh, the Beagle was actually, the captain of the Beagle was Captain Robert Fitzroy, RN, which I believe stands for Royal Navy, not registered nurse. So Captain Fitzroy was only 26 years old. So that's so, so crazy to me. But then in the next sentence, Charles Darwin, who was recruited by Captain Fitzroy to go on this boat, basically to like be his buddy, because they had a lot of problems with captains getting really lonely. So Charles Darwin was supposed to be his right-hand man. Darwin at the time was only 22 years old, Julie. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? It is. Well, they're young men, adventurers. Yes. yes. I know. Young adventurers. Yes. So anyway, uh, so that's what I downloaded this week at Audible. But if you would like a free audiobook uh, and you're not yet a member of Audible, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, right? There's a special deal that Audible is making available to our listeners. So audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters you get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial so you can try any of these don't download the the beagle before i give you a review next week you know (laughs) because the voyage of a beagle is a commitment start with something much more fun uh but anyway i love these audiobooks when i'm not listening to my favorite podcast uh which would pretty much be satellite sisters i'm listening to audiobooks so um so check that out and i will give you my review Uh, but anyway it is a week of adventuring, Julie. Wouldn't you say the number one story in the news was about adventure? About a voyage, Liz. I, I mean, a spectacular voyage, correct? Spectacular voyage. Well, let's say it's only 311 million miles from here. Uh, obviously, we're talking about the uh, the Philly lander, the spacecraft that took this little lander out like beyond my imagination that's for sure 311 miles took million miles took 10 years to get there this is the lander that landed on a comet i know it's just so unbelievable to me a speeding comet why didn't they pick a planet that seems like an easier target to me again not that i know anything but i mean that's what's so uh, fantastic about the this accomplishment by the european space organization that right, they right. landed on a speeding comet yeah mm-hmm. the fact that it, they could even get there is pretty impressive right the, yes. you know cuz that took 10 years and it like had to slingshot around the the earth a couple of times and you know cuz it can't take a lot of power with it so it has to use gravity to do all these things so they get it out there then i was watching the live stream the other night of um, course you were <laughs> well of just course. because we have a special on this on the national geographic channel so i've been sort of building up to this for a while uh, I knew all about it. So the the live stream, L.A. time, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. You were in the control room at the European Space Agency, and they're waiting, waiting, waiting to see if the lander has separated from the spacecraft. And, oh, yes, oh, and then they got the, cheer, uh, the cheering that they knew that worked. And then they're waiting, waiting, waiting. This is more like 8 o'clock in the morning now, L.A. time, to see if they get any signals from the landing. At this point, I'm in my car driving to work, 
watching this on my iPhone. Not okay. spit safe, Liz. <laughs> not at all. I know you tweeted. Not only were you watching, you managed to tweet out about the little filly. Playing, right? I, I was feeling adventurous, Julie, feeling very adventurous. Anyway, amazingly, it landed. Had kind of a rough landing, right? Yes, did it didn't really stick its landing, but that but you can understand that ten years waiting to land on a comet, you might sort of overplay your hand. Yeah. I mean that's that's you've been thinking about it, so there was some bouncing that went on. Yeah, right. Yeah. I guess it bounced twice mm-hmm. and then kind of stayed landed the third time. Yeah, but what they discovered yesterday, Friday is that not only did it kind of land upside down, so its legs are in the air, it landed in the shadow. So it won't be able to get the solar energy it needs to power Little Philly. So that's a problem. I know. It really was very dramatic, the decision-making that has to go on now. Like, do you try to fix fix her? I think it's a female. Um, uh, <laughs> female, female Philly? Yes, I think it's a female filly, Liz. Because, uh, um, or or do you let let her go on and try to do some of the experiments that yeah. she was uh, doing? Yeah. You know, my husband's the geologist. We were looking at the fantastic photographs being sent, and he thought that the comet, the uh, topography of the comet, looks a lot like Colorado. <laughs> really, <laughs> that's his scientific judgment. Don't yes, he said, doesn't it look like Colorado? And it does. It lo- I mean, I think so. Uh-huh. So there was, we, we did question, you know, is this the veracity re- of this? What, you yeah, thought this is stunt? So, well, uh, you know, it's just so uh, mind-boggling to think about it, Liz. But um, I don't believe it's a, a stunt, but it is fantastic, the clarity of the pictures, and just to, to really look at a comet, the right. surface of a comet. How great right. is that? It's so great. And so yesterday, you're right, they had to decide what they should use their limited energy on. So they did two things. They drilled into the comet's rocky soil because they just wanted to get some science back about what is this thing made of. You know, when they started to send it 10 years ago, they just thought it was made of ice. They had no idea it was made of rock. And then, then they figured out it was made of rock. So anyway, so they drilled into it yesterday, and then they also attempted to rotate it. And mm-hmm. But the rotating, we'll find out if it works if all of a sudden it springs back to life because now it appears to be out of juice and it's gone into idle mode. And we all know what that feels like, idle right. mode. I, I mean, it's a little like our mom, uh, Edna Dolan, uh, when with our home appliances, that sometimes when the washer would go on the fritz, she just would let it rest yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what they're doing with Philly. They're just letting it rest for a while. And perhaps it will like pull itself together and be able to... To, uh, to do some more experiments, and uh, as mom was always hoping, just one more load of laundry, right? <laughs> just get one more load out of that machine. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about these little landers and how much I love them. Do you know that Mars Curiosity, okay, Mars Curiosity is still out there. Mars Cur- land- Curiosity landed on Mars August 5th, 2012. These things were supposed to last for 90 days. Curiosity, still on the job. Still on the job. Opportunity, even older. Opportunity landed January of 2004, Julie. Remember that? Hmm. Really? It's been that long? 2004? 2004. I looked it up. 2004. Opportunity, still on the job. So it's amazing. Little spirit, not so much on the job. 
right? Mm-hmm. I think right. spirit got stuck somewhere, but, you know, we have the Mars rovers still talking to us. We hope that Philly springs back to life. It's really, I think it was just like an awesome week for science because it told you how spectacular the dreams are, how hard it is that some things that you think are totally undoable are actually doable. And then there's heartbreak in something that you can't really fix. You just don't know what's going to happen out there in the real world. But Liz, you're on your post. I like it that you're on your listening and viewing post. I am. I still follow Curiosity on Twitter. Of so, course you yeah. do. Because, <laughs> you know, the last tweet I got from Curiosity was just November 10th, Julie, because now Curiosity is talking to the Maven orbiter that's above Mars. So, like, it's quite a little, a lot of chatter going on there around Mars. But, but out there at this comet, uh, we hope Philly springs to life. And it was certainly just a, an exciting, thrilling story to try to wrap your mind around. But meanwhile, our sister Sheila is joining us now. She's with us. As we said, she set up the big, big tease last night. She was out somewhere in Pasadena and spotted, she said, like a grand dame of stage and screen. So here she is, Sheila Dolan, to solve the mystery of what happened to her last night. You know, I had a big week. I always have a big week at school. And on Friday night, girls, I have my, well, it's pretty much an every night routine now. This is what I do after school. So I do get tired. Sometimes I need a latte just to get home. So what I do is I drive over to Pete's Coffee down right here in uh, Pasadena. And I order one of the new lattes. I don't know if you're familiar with the new line of lattes at Pete's this fall. No. What Julie? I have, Sheila? No, what well. I- we're talking cinnamon hazelnut. Mm, that's we're ta- delicious. We're talking eggnog lattes. Ew, ew. No, I know. I, I have not. I have not tried that at all. But also, I mean, PSL, just JPL, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great latte. So what I do after school most nights, and it, it is my night. By four thirty, it's nighttime, and. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila is sh- Mars is closing down. <laughs> so what I do is I get myself a latte and then uh, my Pete's coffee is attached to a fresh and easy. And I don't know if anyone's been to fresh and easy lately, but they have a whole new line of grab and go snacks. Oh, nice. Are- I don't know what fresh and easy is. It's just a takeout food place. Sheila. It's, a, it's a mini grocery store. I believe it started in England, Julie. So okay. you would like it. It's British, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it specializes in tiny, tiny meals to go, okay. which you, you know, I love. So I've been getting sort of a snack cup to go along with my latte. So for instance, yesterday I had the sliced apples and cinnamon cream cheese combo. Mm. And it's a little cup for two forty nine, and it's just perfect to tide you over. Uh, tide for, you over for your next uh, snack. Right. Well, actually, some days I go to Fresh and Easy for a snack and coffee, and then I go back to Fresh and Easy, and I buy about six snacks for dinner. <laughs> and I make a dinner of my snack cups, but I digress. Okay, so yesterday I did my snack. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I go to Target every day too. As you know, as Leanne says, sometimes I just do a drive-by. Sometimes I just walk through the store. Okay, just and that, that gets your batteries all juiced up again. It does. I get I get fired up. But yesterday I actually went and bought one of Ruthie, my daughter's best friends from New York, from childhood, is now living 
in Silver Lake, which is a few minutes from me. So I went and bought her a housekeeping uh, cleaning product gift, basket of goodies, Julie. Oh, well, that was very thoughtful of you, Sheila. Including a Swiffer, which all girls need, and things like that. So I did that. And then, you know, I was thinking about what Leanne said a few weeks ago about me, uh, about the curbside voting. Mm-hmm. I really wish my life was curbside, that I never had to get out of my car on a Friday night. But the way I look at it is this. I'm going to make one loop around. I'm going to go to Pete's. I'm going to go to Target. And then hopefully I can get dinner to go and just head on home. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I said yesterday, I am going to go to the Earth Cafe. Um, on my way home and buy my dinner. Now, the Earth Cafe is sort of a California, Southern California institution. And what it is, Julie, it's a big, beautiful Spanish-style, organic, you know, gluten-free, you know, all like bison raised on, you know, (laughs) on a private private farm in Montana. I mean, it's just top-of-the-line organic coffees, teas, food, whatever you want to go. You can sit down. It's all indoor, outdoor seating. And, um, you know, I go to the Pasadena one from time to time. It's a little overpriced, whatever. I'm standing in line. So I decided I'm going to get the, uh, what I'm going to, I'm going to get the vegetarian chili to go and, um, this earth salad to go, but somehow, after spotting a major celebrity, which I, you know, I, I will tell you about in just a second, I found myself not understanding what the man was saying to me in line, and he somehow convinced me to buy another soup and salad combo for half price. So basically, I had two soup and salad combos. I bought two soup and salad combos for dinner, um, and I looked over. And I saw a beautiful, stately, and I, I, I say the word, I called her a queen. I consider her a regal grand dame of stage and screen. And I just, I, I tried to, I, what you do, what I do when I see someone like that, I try to, I, I go inward. I say, okay, I'm just, I just, I don't want to make a scene. I'm just going to observe her and and stop and watch her from afar. So I I waited at the counter. I, I reordered another soup and salad combo. <laughs> I could hear her come up and give her order. And I look over and I am standing on a Friday night at five o'clock, right next to Cicely Tyson. <gasps> oh wow! That- it was unbelievable to me, and I was just. I was just so tickled and, and, and I smiled at her. I smiled right at her and she smiled at me sort of, not really, but I mean, it was a moment where I realized and I looked around and, and realized that no one in that earth cafe knew who she recognized her. Why is that? I mean, because was it be just people were too young to know who Cicely Tyson too young, is? Too busy, too too self obsessed, to to California, to whoever. Julie, it, it just Cicely Tyson, Cicely Sounder Tyson. <laughs> I mean, yes, and right. I, I and so it just it just went from there. I mean, we were both standing in line waiting for our food, and I was just sitting down, just watching her. And she did what every what every woman does when she's waiting for takeout, sat down and cleaned out her purse. Right? 
I watched Cicely Tyson clean her purse, which I enjoyed. And she was, I mean, she's 88. And wow. she look a day over 50. Now, how do you know she's 88? Did you Google her as, uh, as you were waiting for <laughs> your you group? were sitting there staring at her? Yes. I did a Google. I stared. And, and then I realized, wow, I look years over 50 right now. And I am years over 50. And I feel it. But Cicely Tyson, she's tiny. And this is the other thing. In my research, I realized Cicely Tyson and I are the exact same height. Oh, oh. okay. I have three and a half. Hmm. Now that's something. <laughs> that is, I have so much in common, Sheila. Yes, you do. And then in my further research, I realized, I think she's doing a trip to Bountiful in Los Angeles as we speak. Oh. Perhaps that's why, but who knows? She was there. I was there. And I felt um, a quiet peace and acceptance and i felt quite good about the fact that she knew that i knew who she was that's yes good. that's you, important you, you didn't disturb her dinner i didn't or- disturb her cleaning her purse yeah. and yeah. i didn't run over to her and i also appreciate the fact that cicely tyson was equally as annoyed that the takeout took so long <laughs> <laughs> another thing you have in common with her yeah yes so i just Thank you, Cicely, for making my night, and I hope um, I hope you had a nice snack. And on the way out, I thought, well, maybe she's pl- in a play at the Pasadena Playhouse. So I did a little loop around, a little stalking, just a little quiet stalking in my car to see if I could see her going into the Pasadena Playhouse. But she must have had a car waiting outside for her. Yeah. She must have had a car to take her to the Amundsen. And there you go, Cicely Tyson, out into the night. What a beautiful talented, regal, uh, I mean, just the, the one and only Cicely Tyson. Well, I'm just looking at her on Google, Sheila. I had no idea that Cicely Tyson was married to Miles Davis. I, I know. No, she, she's wow. a, she, she was a totally cool-looking woman. She had on blue jeans, black sweater, flats, big purse. I mean, she, she looked just like, just like us, you know? <laughs> Just like you, Sheila? Did she look like you? Yes. Not like me on a Friday night, but if I had a team working with me, I could look like that on a Friday night. I could look that cool and graceful is really what I'm saying. Uh, that was a good sighting. That's a good sighting. That's way Sheila, better that's... than someone from, you know, uh, 90210. Really? I, it's inspiring, Sheila. And so now I'm like totally embarrassed and ashamed of what I'm going to tell you about what I'm doing here in Dallas, which is... I, you know, we don't really have any movie stars here. You know that. It's Dallas. I mean, the, the Wilson brothers are from Dallas, but they don't live here. So right. uh, there's, there's nobody here. So, um, but um, I, I go to a sports club and I parked in the parking lot next to a car, very similar to mine, same, same make, different, different color. But I, I was, I, I saw the license plate and it said, it had the letters SR. Um, then a space, then MS space, and then AM. So sort of senior Mrs. America. You're following me. And then on the side. <laughs> uh-huh. well, okay. how, did you, how did you get that out of those letters? She, lives, okay. she lives in Texas, Sheila. Texas. It's the land of beauty queens. Uh, I don't know what else it would be. And okay. Then- okay. I got you now. Okay. You said write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. So SR. MS, 
a.m. Okay. okay but, but there was the space right. in between. And then on the driver's door, there was a special plaque that said, Mrs. Senior America. So, oh, so, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, so you okay, see, so that have... helped you solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> that unlocked the clues, Julie. That, that... <laughs> yes, it did, Sheila. Yes, it did. So now I'm just. Code breaker. Code breaker. Okay. <laughs> so, so now I'm like, hmm, I wonder who that is. Or I don't know which, you know, who would that be? I wonder which woman is Mrs. Senior America. And I thought, well, maybe it would be very obvious, you know, like in the exercise room, who Mrs. Senior America was. But I I really cannot identify that person because everyone in Texas wears a lot of makeup when they exercise. (laughs) So that is not. (laughs) So they could all be Mrs. Senior America. Yes, they could. Uh Yes, they could. It is not a good that there is. That is not a close. So but so again, because. I don't know. I have I have a little life, Sheila. Not a big, important life like yours. Uh, I I of course Googled Mrs. Senior America. The good, 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 good. To find out like what was going on with this. This is a beauty pageant. It's a national pageant. You can Google Mrs. Senior America. They have state pageants. You know, all fifty states. Um, and so I figured this winner, she's, she's from Texas. So this year's winner, the 2014 Mrs. Senior America, is not from Texas. So I had to do some additional research, Sheila. I had to go. Well, you must have been late to Zumba, Julie. <laughs> I had to go deep into the archives. I love it, Julie. This is how you do it. Good. Is this, is this how you stalk to find, yes. out, to find out? Well, there somebody in the last maybe five, could it be 10 years? I don't know. How long would you leave a plaque on your car? I'm not sure, um, but has from Texas has probably won this award. So there was a 2011 winner from Texas, and her name is Carolyn Miller Boys. I, I can't even remember what her <laughs> name is. So now I know who the winner is, and I can see her winning picture. You can go on to uh, the Mrs. Senior uh, America pageant. You can, it's, it's a contest where there is an inner beauty section to it. Um, there is an evening gown section to it, but there's also a talent section to it. You have to really? be, least, you have to be at least 60, Sheila. So oh, you couple, I'm almost, I'm almost there. You've got a couple years to go into training. You could do this, but uh, Mrs. Senior America from Texas, she had a little dance number where she was doing a full on split in her uh, dance routine. <laughs> My God, Julie. Are you kidding? No. Stop leading the Zumba class right now. I know. Well, so I still have not figured out who this woman is, but I am hot on her case. So you see, I have a very little life here. You were having, you're being inspired by Cicely Tyson, the great Cicely Tyson. No, and just I, the image of a senior doing a split is, isn't too much for me to handle right now. Okay. Uh, so you, so you want my advice on how to properly take the next steps? Well, sure, Sheila, if you have some tips. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, you have to get to that health club as much as you can yeah. and just search every room. You just walk into the, you just open shower doors and see if she's in there. <laughs> I mean, you, you just have to be proactive in that jewel. Okay. Okay. All right. I will. You, I'll, you could wait outside and, and wait. The, uh, right. I could, but that's, that seems, I really don't, I have a small life, but that, I, that is too much for my life. I don't have. I, I, Julie, I, you do not have a small life, but I would also say that like, how small does your life have to be if you still have the placard on your car three or four years later? You know, that seems stretching it, doesn't it? 
Well, I don't know. She's obviously very proud of uh, of the pageant. Maybe she's in, involved in the uh, Okay, I, I bet I'm going to get more yes answers to this question. I can become grouchy if I'm around people or activities too long. Oh, yes. that's a yes. yes. Big yes. That is, yes, that's yes, absolutely. Okay, um, and let's just take one more uh, checklist. Um, uh, Julie, this is you. I form lasting relationships. Oh, well, yes, yes. I, I think I have some lasting relationships, yes. Okay, I do not, so I guess I'm an extrovert. Okay, so, all right, let's go over, let's go over to some coping strategies. Now, I just think it's interesting. Um, there are lots of, I went to a little website, uh, just a woman who's an introvert started her own blog, and she came up with a list of coping strategies for introverts. Okay. So here, let's see if we can um, get behind these. Uh, take short rests before you are tired. <laughs> well, don't you do that, Sheila? You'd like to do that, short rests and uh, Well, when, it, when I hear this list, what I'm thinking is introverts probably don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> if they can sh- take short rests before they're tired, that that means that they're home. They're home pretty much twenty four seven. Okay, yeah. Because wouldn't you just be sleeping before you get tired? <laughs> like that's what the nighttime is for, and then the morning. You're right. You get up and you go to work. How about this, Liz? I know you can't do this. Write in timeouts on your daily calendar. Oh, yeah, no. That's what I'm supposed to do if I'm an introvert? Yes. Yeah, well, that is not within my control. My daily calendar, it just fills up. But, yeah, I, I can see why that would – it would be nice, though, wouldn't it? Like like taking more rests would be nice. How I know. About- How about number three for coping strategies for recharging yourself? Include nature every day. Sit in the yard or go for a walk. Look at trees or set a soothing outdoor picture on your table. <laughs> Yeah, I think these are all good ideas. I'm not sure you have to be an introvert to enjoy resting and nature and maybe they need it more. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I agree. I want to be an introvert because I want to do all of these things. Yes. Okay. Well, let's talk about socializing because I know, Julie, even though you say you have a small life, you get invited to things. Come on. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. And Liz, you you go to more things than anybody on the planet. Okay. So, and I go to no things, but the reason I, I don't go to no things is I do the number one thing on the introvert checklist for socializing. And it is choose which events you want to attend <laughs> it's okay to decline invitations so that's your strategy to just decline your the invitations you get sheila i do i do a lot i pretty much well i don't get a lot of invites but mm-hmm. what i do get invited to i decline <laughs> <laughs> I would say I also decline a lot, like things that I used to say yes to like 10 years ago and then torture myself about going to, and then sometimes I would go and sometimes not, but you always felt bad about it. Now I just instantly decline that stuff. Okay. How how about this one? Stay on the sidelines and observe before you enter festive occasions. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I hate people who do that. Judgy, Liz. Because I feel like I'm being judged in that scenario, Julie. Like, you know, just the people who are 
watch. I, I understand that some people have a hard time in big, loud social engagements, but you know, when they're just kind of standing and watching, I'm not, you know, I, oh. like, I don't like being watched and observed by the people. All right. How about this? A strategy, two more D- strategies on when to leave a party, decide when you will arrive and leave. You can always stay longer if you feel peppy enough. <laughs> so I, I like that. It gives you a little, if you know, if that, long, if that pep comes at the end of the party, you can stay for five more minutes and enjoy your peppy time. <laughs> I, I would say I am a huge fan of leaving early. I, I just, I like to get Re- a, arrive early, leave early. That's my policy. Me too. Julie? Me too. Yeah. You want to leave on a high note. Yes. I, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I never want to feel like I've overstayed my welcome. I don't want to keep, you know, keep the host up. Uh, so yes, but I like to get there when it is, you know, I mean, you know, I have to, I have to really discipline myself not to go too early to a party, which I like to do show up <laughs> 15 minutes before the party starts. That would be ideal for me. But, but I, I do think I like to go early and leave early. Yes. I'm with Liz on that. And the final sign that you know you're an introvert in a social situation is if you have to wear an interesting piece of jewelry <laughs> as, oh. as a conversation starter. Oh now, that's what she- I do not want to take a dig at Monica, but I notice that every time we go to a party, she has a very big, you know, new piece of jewelry um, around her neck. Have you ever noticed that? And well, maybe, maybe Sister Monica is an introvert. Maybe. No. Yeah, well, we should, you should ask her about that. That's, I, she yeah. might pass some of these tests. And I, I can give her a lot of coping strategies <laughs> now that I have the website uh, for this movement. But it's just a, a, a movement that you're going to be hearing more about, the introvert movement, how we need to understand them. Wait a minute, who, who says it's a movement? <laughs> well, the Atlanta- major trends that are out there, you know, in the world. Um, and these were developed by, of course, some trend spotting co- uh, company. But here's the first trend. And I, whether I just want to see if you think these, this rings true or whether, no, this is totally off base. The first one is that we are all, now, all of us are in youth mode, which means that the traditional sort of lifestyles or life scripts have totally broken down. That now you have kids that never leave home. You have grandparents that are getting tattoos and texting. You have, you know, experimentation in terms of your lifestyle or, you know, uh, is no longer only for people who are in their teens or early 20s. Now people are doing it at all ages. Do you think this is true, sisters, the youth mode trend? Hmm. I uh, Yes, I definitely do. I, I feel upset sometimes when I go to Pete's and I see people my age doing things that are, you know, skate, skateboarding, for instance. I mean, come on. Get in your car, right? Get, Take the you, bus. Take the you, bus. You earned a car. Just, just buy a car, all right? I drive a car. Even I drive a car. Things like that, Julie. Yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Liz? Liz? I, yes, I, I agree that people aren't as wedded to permanent choices as they used to be. I'm not sure I think of it as a 
youth movement. I actually enjoy the age I am right now, just being able to say no to things or just being able to do whatever you want to do. We're just being able to, yeah, if, I mean, God knows I'm not going to go out and get a tattoo, but I don't necessarily associate that freedom with youth. I think some of that freedom comes from age, but there's definitely more freedom. So I'm, I would agree with that. Okay, here's the second major trend that they've identified. K-Hole um, is the name of the company that came up with these trends. I didn't make that up. K-Hole? K-Hole. K-Dash. I didn't not, make that up either. Not a K-Cup? Can we just call it K-Cup instead? Because <laughs> we know that that term. Okay. Okay. The second major trend is advanced consumers. Now, listen up, Sheila, because now you are no longer defined by your geography or demographic uh, or your demography, but you are, it's, it's people that are atypical, that are experimental, that use traditional consumer products in some new and un, you know, different way. So, for example, Sheila, I think that you are an advanced consumer, that the way you purchase products, how you use them, instead of, even today, as you said, that you went to that snack shop, and instead of buying the one <laughs> snack, you made a dinner, six <laughs> snacks. Right? Okay, yes, I and I feel I can, I'd like to speak up for that movement. <laughs> um, whatever that movement is, I'm going to... I always okay. said that you are the best at ordering... Like, you know, if I if I go to a restaurant, I just defer to you because <laughs> Thank you, Julie. you are an advanced consumer about how to order and how to pair certain things together, how to Thank shop. You. Yes, you that's you. Liz, what do you think? Advanced consumerism? Do you think that's a move? I see a lot of that. Okay. Okay. Third trend is that now there is no difference between the mainstream and countercultures that they have totally merged. You think that's true? Well, I don't know what those words mean really, but I think, I I think it's basically, I think we're all going towards, uh, I don't know, snacking. I mean, (laughs) I think, I think, I think things are faster, smaller and quicker. I mean, faster and smaller. That's it. I, I, I don't know what else to say about that, Julie. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to define what would be today's counterculture. So I guess it would, we live in a very consumerist society, as we just established. So counterculture would be an anti-consumerist way of living. And there are plenty of introverts. Yeah, it would be the They introverts. would be introverts, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they never leave the house. That's yeah. right. There are plenty of people that are anti-consumerism or more yeah. and more people that are living off the grid or attempting to do some of that. So in that way, I think they're, eh, so is that part of the counterculture kind of mainstream? I guess it kind of is because you can describe it and say, oh yeah, I'm doing that. That's a trend that I'm doing, the off the grid trend. (laughs) So uh, yeah, other mainstream things. Hmm. Okay, that's a tricky one. Well, the thing is that DIY has become mainstream. Exactly. Right. That right. One or preppers, you know, that the the whole, you yes. don't have a television show on one of your yes. channels, Liz, that focuses on sort of the fringe movement of people who yes. are pre- prepping for disasters. or not, not- Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, 
Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. Skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code Sat Sisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leon, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. 
And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E. Prose.com slash sisters. Thanks, prose. Disaster, Julie. Doomsday. The name of the Doomsday. show is the name of the show on the National Geographic Channel is Doomsday Preppers. Okay. But there's also a series running right now on Nat Geo called Live Free or Die. And this these are the off-the-grid people I was just talking okay. about. So but so they are kind of they're they're counterculture, but they're mainstream enough to be the stars of reality TV shows. <laughs> exactly. Right? Right. So I think that proves what you're saying. Yes, that's the point. And finally, the last trend, and the, uh, you know, is something that you probably can speak to, Liz, is creative leadership. That according to this company, that um, now it's the creative director that in some ways is overlapping with the, um, the CEO, that because you need the sort of the creative energy of the company, that that has become a more powerful position in the organization. Mm-hmm. I would say that, well, I would say that's definitely true, that businesses need to have sort of a voice and a personality. And I think a lot of this is driven by interactive media because you're companies and businesses are interacting in a lot more different ways with with their consumers than they ever used to before. So you can't just kind of be the great and powerful Oz behind the curtain. You have to kind of figure out what is that dynamic between you and the people. So that does take some. You can't be an introvert and do that one. Wow. (laughs) I I, I have been overstimulated by this conversation. I need a a nap before I go to sleep. I mean, I I really, oof. Well, she helped her now slipping, right, <laughs> sliding, slipping and sliding to uh, to your section. Uh, this is what we're calling the domestic pod. And you wanted to bring us some news about cleaning products? Is well, that- yes. I mean, speaking as a part-time introvert, I mean, I, I often feel like if my refrigerator dispensed food, I would never leave the house because I love my apartment so much and I love keeping it clean and tidy and neither one of you have seen my apartment have you no No, i I have i have actually been there okay now what do you it's a nice little place isn't it oh i love it yes i know you call it your tree house i can see why because you're on the second floor you look there's some really nice pine trees outside right it's very and you're you've always been so tidy it's nice it's a nice spot and the building just got painted a, a Mars, a subtle gray, Julie, which really refines it a bit. And yes. um, so I was thinking about some updates in my apartment. But the one thing that I'm, I, I deal with on a daily basis is I live in a carpeted apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, I uh, basically, I vacuum every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you I do? Va- yes. <laughs> I, this is this just just falling. I know. I just can't. I can't imagine that. Besides hating the act of vacuuming, I can't stand the sound of vacuum cleaning. I know, I but I'm, I think I'm too much of an introvert to enjoy <laughs> vacuum cleaning. I just it's such a small place. I mean, why not? Is what I always say. Why not? When you get home, I just keep the vacuum out twenty four seven and just go through. But I need I need my carpeted cleaned. Now, this is not something the landlord does for free, obviously. And um, so I'm considering having a deep clean because the other thing I'm very aware of is I do not have any shoes in the house. Mm -hmm. But last, a few weeks ago when they painted my apartment, I know that some men entered my apartment Mm -hmm. to take my air conditioner out. Mm -hmm. And I know that despite my signs on the door that said no shoes in the house, there might have been some shoes in the house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
and so this is what now haunting you in your dreams this, this keeps me up at night so basically what i was thinking of and i want to know i'm shouting out to the satellite sister universes has anyone ever actually rented one of those steam cleaners oh don't that, do that sheila i have done that don't do that oh okay okay let me just finish that they house at the grocery stores <laughs> Sheila. Have you Sheila. seen them? They're yeah. in. They're they're gated. Yeah, they're in a gated, up. gated community. It looks so handy. Sheila, those are like biohazards. I mean, just think where those machines have been. <laughs> they're clean, cleaning up crime scenes. <laughs> okay. What, what else they have cleaned up? And you. Oh, oh okay. Have, I didn't think about that, Julie. No, you need to. You need to like put out to your satellite sisters and to maybe some of the parents at your schools to see if they know a you know a certified and registered carpet cleaner to come. But no, do not go to. Do not touch those machines. Oh, okay, possible. Jewel, because it looks so handy dandy. Twenty four ninety nine. Boom, it's done. And they, you get to open the gate and just take it out. <laughs> take it out for a spin. Okay, but I, I agree. You're right. You're right, Julie. Just think what else, where else that machine has been in Los okay. Angeles. Okay, okay. thanks. Thank okay. you for clearing that up. Woo. Hey, and well, I would also like to, I'm sure Satellite Sisters can comment on their own experiences with those machines, because as soon as you rent them, then liquid leaks out all over your carpet. You know, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just I know. I, 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 down. They, they don't work. You never have enough flu- cleaning fluids. You have to go back. It's a disaster. Okay. Please all right on our Facebook page if you've rented one of those. I, I would also like to put out to the Satellite Sisterhood that my daughter-in-law, Thanksgiving's coming up, okay? And yes, we're going to do a, a turkey and we're going to have some, um, you know, cranberries, et cetera. But we want exciting sides this year. We want, that's, uh, that's our theme for Thanksgiving. We are going to, we're going to sort of blow the roof on the butternut squash. <laughs> you know, just, we want exciting and different sides. And I'd be so interested to know what other people are cooking with the exception of anything with a Brussels sprout or kale in it. But well, other than that, just let us know. No, because I, I want to do some very different things. Okay. Well, it's clear that you're not asking either Sheila or me no, for I side don't. dish suggestions because no, we that. would not be your go-to sisters for that. No. No. Julie, fresh and easy has a quinoa salad to go. You could get about 16 of those <laughs> and put, a, put, put it in a serving dish. That's Delish. some advanced, advanced consumerism right there. <laughs> Well, I hear I hear the word exciting, and I just think pretty much anything with with horseradish in it sounds like it could be exciting. Ooh, that's okay. that's my only thought on that. I, I'm thinking a Tex-Mex theme. Okay, okay, yeah. right? You're you're in Texas. Yes. Some, something with avocado, salsa, corn, uh, something smoky, something yummy. Okay, mm-hmm. Sheila, that's good. Okay, get it. Doesn't the- really go with turkey, but that's. <laughs> I know. Get well, you all rolling. Blow the roof off, Jewel. <laughs> okay. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what. Uh, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, 
I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. As long as we're doing domestic questions and things that are stalling us a little bit, I do need some advice. Um, You know that I've just finished kind of redoing my living room, redecorating. And oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. The redecoration includes a new coffee table and some new shelves against one wall. But now I'm stymied at the kind of shelfscaping part of the task or tablescaping. Like every time I try to put something on my coffee table, 
it doesn't look like enough or it looks like too much or and the same thing with the shelves i just i keep putting things on the shelves and thinking well that looks stupid and then taking them off and then you know it's you know how some people their shelves are just the perfect combination of like books and objets and little pictures and little you know knickknacks and paddywhacks i am totally failing <laughs> At shelfscaping. Mom was Ooh. really good at this. Yes, really. yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. She put about 47 things on the on the coffee table. I, yeah. I, th- I think that's part of it. I think I do not like a lot of things. I'm an introvert that way. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to shelfscaping, <laughs> shelfscaping and tablescaping, I hate when coffee tables have so much stuff on it that you can't even put your coffee on it, you know? But so I'm, I know that I'm underpopulating my coffee table. Uh, which is why it looks so lame. Anyway, I don't even know where to turn. And you don't want to go out and buy a bunch of, like, okay, I, mean, I guess I'll go buy a glass ball so I can put it on my coffee table. You know how people right. do that? Right. No, like, you have a lot of objects, Liz. Yes, Liz. You have things that from all of your travels. Yes. That, that sparked joy. Remember, did we have, we talked about this on, uh, did Monica talk about this on a podcast? Oh, yes, right. Only have the things in your house that spark joy. Just that's, that's what you should do. Well, that's what I've been trying to do with the shelves. But apparently there aren't enough of those things because I, the, I put them all up there and it still just looks like it, it, there's a sort of random look to it. So I got to, and I think partly the problem is, we live in an era where you just don't buy a lot of books. <laughs> so, right. so, so bookshelves that have no books on them at all are not necessarily good. But then once you, if you just put a few books up there, that doesn't really make sense. True, true. It's like how much is to, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stumped. So I know this should be the easy part, but the, the shelfscaping has actually turned out to be uh, more of a, um, a stumbling block than I thought. Mm. So, so now as I page through all the shelter magazines, I, that's what I'm really looking at now. It's like, okay, now that I got the shelves, what do people put on them that looks good? What is the right combination of little things and big things and clusters of things? And sometimes people have pictures that are just leaning, you know, whatever. I think I've made my I point. Think I think Sheila can do that for you. I, well, I think in the spirit of advanced consumerism, yeah. we should have, there should be a place, a catalog, a website you can go to, says, what theme do you want on your shelf? And boom, you order the whole thing. <laughs> like, you know, if you want 20th century, you know, you know, uh, Victorian, boom, all the books, all the knickknacks, paddywhacks. I mean, yeah. I, I I would be willing to uh, do that for a fee for you. <laughs> Spend lots of hours at home alone taking naps and searching catalogs <laughs> and, and, yeah. and being your shelf to go person. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll, uh, so all I need to do for, to get you going is to decide on a theme and you can take it from there. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. Shelves to go. Remember- I mean, come on. My my theme was Santa Montecito, right? I wanted coastal living, but slightly beachy, but still like California modern, you know? So I, I, I'm all over that. I'm already visualizing some shells and, and okay, books. But, <laughs> just give her a credit card. <laughs> just give me a credit card and I'll slap it down. I'll get it for you. <laughs> Okay, but not, I don't want any conch shells. I know that, Liz. Okay. I was only kidding about the shells. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, all right. Well, I can get you started on that right away. I'll write, I'll write the brief, as they say in my <laughs> business. And then I'll just I'll turn it over to you, Sheila. Thank you. Liz, Sounds I fun. Liz, I don't, hope we don't, we're not running out of time uh, here. So do you think we should... Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. We, maybe we, we could talk about... Um, do you want to talk about the listeners? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So there was a listener uh, letter that we got from Cassandra. So thank you for writing, Cassandra. And I thought you guys would be able to help me answer Cassandra's question. She is obviously a satellite sister because she's writing on behalf of her own BFF, who is coming to Los Angeles over Christmas with two teenagers on vacation. I think she just said they're here for three or four days. And she wanted our suggestions for what to do in Los Angeles. So Cassandra wrote, and Audrey is her BFF. So I don't know the, do you guys, Julie, you lived in Southern California for a while. Sheila, you live here. Uh, and she said, here's the thing she said, anything other than beach and shopping. Cause they have that covered. So oh, I was yeah. just going to mention Beverly Hills and Malibu. <laughs> I, know. I mean, what are we, what else are you going to do here? I, That's all people do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but, I mean, you might go. You might go deep on the beach. You might like rent bikes. You might go rollerblading for the you know total California experience. I mean, yeah. I think I'd add that because you probably are not going to be doing a lot of swimming in the water. It may because it's, the water's so cold. Right. But I, I mean, you know, I, I think again, it's the land of movie stars and you know movie lots. To, going to Universal Studios is really fun. I know our kids really enjoyed that as teenagers. Um, that that was that was great to do. Um, they weren't, you know, we I had teenage boys, so they weren't so interested in you know star maps and, go, and going around that way. Uh, we like to go to the Grove. I know Liz, that's you know mm, one. Of the I big, love the Grove. Uh, that's one of the big outdoor shopping uh, areas, but it's also um, a lot more than that because you know it's sort of right because it's a fake. It's a fake world. Yeah. It's, it's a, you can pretend to live at the Grove. While you're there, it, it's it's like a movie set yeah, to me. It is. That's, well, that's in- why you come to L.A. to see sort of the movie st- sets and, uh, you know, and to, to tour a studio. I think that those are the things that you should, you know, that are really fun to do and different. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, the happiest place on earth is here. Disneyland is here. If you've never done something like that, that that's always good, too. Yeah, I, I might recommend the Griffith Observatory. That is a good one, Sheila. I didn't even think of that. Have, so, oh, because you're such a space maven, as we could tell from earlier in the show. <laughs> you take your, Have you even been there, Sheila? Never, never. <laughs> but uh, in oh. the interest of STEM and STEAM and high school boys, you know, that's that's they like that, too. They like that geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. And they like girls. I mean, where else? I mean, just... I don't know that these are boys. We don't, she we just don't said that they're teenagers. Oh, okay. All right. Boys. Remember, I have the teenage boys. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, I would hit up a few fresh and easies. I would um, <laughs> go to the Hard Rock Cafe. You know, food, food, and more food. Tacos, yeah. burritos. Oh, In-N-Out Burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good idea. I said, you know, even like going to the movies on Sunset Boulevard is fun. So go go to the Arclight where there's the old Cinerama Dome. You know, it's just like it's fun to go to the movies in Los Angeles, too. I don't know why. It just seems more exciting than it is in other places. So I put 
that on my list. And you're right, Julie, about going deep on a beach thing. So, like, even just going to the little town of Hermosa Beach instead of going out to the Santa Monica Pier and checking it out. That's fun, too. But, like, if you go down to Hermosa Beach, have a few fish tacos, rent some bikes, get that beachy feel from the smaller towns. I think that is fun to do. Yep. That sounds good. That's uh, okay. Well, you, you could just stay inside and take some naps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? we are going to hear from every lovely introvert that ever listened to our show. I know. And they're all going to hate, they're just going to hate us so much. Okay. Nah. All right. Okay. Well, we do have to move on. We wanted to close with uh, one big thing. And that is this week in Los Angeles, our cousin, Anne is having a bone marrow transplant at UCLA. So Annie, we're thinking about you and your big brother, Joe. Uh, who's obviously also our cousin, is the bone marrow donor. So, Joe, I'm not sure you listen as regularly as Anne and the rest of the girls do in that family, but um, that's an amazing thing to be able to do for a sibling, isn't it, sisters, to think? Yes. Yes, it is. And we love you both, and we're thinking of you and just sending you lots and lots and lots of love this weekend. It's nice to have um, the whole Satellite Sisterhood sending good energy that way. All right, you guys. Uh, let's see. I know what I'm doing this week. I, I may be getting stranded in at DFW tomorrow. Uh, okay. But other than that, I'll be away. And, Julie, I know both you and Leon are all booked up all week, so there will not be a Tuesday show? There is not a Tuesday show. We'll be back on Sunday with uh, – we have some – we're both doing things this week, so uh, we'll have some reports for on the next weekend's show. So, um, so be, be doing sure. some things, doing some things. <laughs> yes, we'll just, just getting out of the house is good. Not only knows. Yeah, <laughs> stalking senior Mrs. America, getting out of the house. You know, everybody has a mission. Uh, and so do we. So uh, don't forget, you can always join our Facebook group. That's the Satellite Sisters on Facebook. You can post all of your own stuff. Thank you. Is it Bridget that posted the yes. cranberry box? Right, Julie? Oh, my gosh. I have been enjoying those photographs of uh, Bridget's photographs from a cranberry bog. If you have never, you really want to join the Satellite Sisters group just to see these pictures. They're delightful. They really put you in the season, um, and they're just gorgeous. So be sure to check those out. Right. Another thing that is really great for us, if you listen to the show from iTunes, if you can post a review of our show there, that really helps. The same thing at Stitcher. If you use the Stitcher app to download our podcast, give us a thumbs up. Write us a review. And other than that, um, have a great week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you, you find your way. I'm going to watch you raise.